Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, hello. Welcome back to episode six of Touchdowns All Day with John Barber, the podcast that agrees with you. Yes, your landlord is a piece of shit. Get in touch with us, folks. Use the hashtag touchdowns all day. One word. There's a lot of people who have messaged me that they're they're jumping back on Twitter so they can chat with us. And we love that. That's great. It's working out real well. Today we are going to respond. We're gonna do some Twitter questions today, which should be super fun. And we got a bunch of great questions. So we'll probably do this a bunch of times. Just because it's going to take a little bit to go through them all. We're going to do a couple today, maybe a couple next episode. You get it. And I just want to thanks to, to, uh, you know, the thousands and thousands of people who have subscribed and are listeners to the show already. We're on episode six. And we just feel uh, very thankful and overwhelmed by the love and the positive energy that we're getting out of everybody. And, you know, thank you all. That's wonderful. It really does make us hustle. I mean, here we are. On Saturday afternoon, I'm going to San Francisco in literally two hours, and it takes at least an hour to cut the podcast, and I haven't packed, but this is more important. It's more important to both of us, isn't it? So I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to throw some underwear in a sack and run to the airport. Let's uh, let's figure this podcast out, though. We... Um, we have this is the jam with Mike Greenfield episode. We're gonna talk about just some gigs that I did with Mike Greenfield and a band that was put together called Kick Rocks. Uh, we're gonna do a jam in Philly and uh, a New York City boat cruise. And the reason that we're doing this now is because I'm playing with Mike Greenfield and Lotus at the Disc Jam. I've never played with Lotus before, but I've played with Greeny quite a few times. And these are just a couple of the, you know, tasty jams leading up to the Kick Rocks Disc Jam show from 2013. So we have a couple of songs. One's called Post Office, the other's called Space Taxi, and the other's called Rocket Science. And I'll get specific on them, but these are all from June of 2013. So that's today. We're going to get to Red Rocks. We're going to get to... Camp Bisco and other episodes. So stay tuned and remember to subscribe if you haven't already. And thanks to all you who did subscribe. We love you. So speaking of love, I'd like to say congratulations to the Osiris Podcast Network. Uh, Osiris is over 300000 on their Seed Invest fundraiser, which I believe is closed at this point. I'd like to thank you to all the touchdowns all day listeners who joined the podcast support team and became owners of the podcast network. You got to love that. So super psyched for Osiris. Uh, it's a really good sign. It means that we're going to be able to do this super successfully and for a long time, which makes me excited because this is a really fun gig. I'd also want to say thanks to Lane Shaw for the interview in episode five. It was a really great interview. It was received really well. First interview I've ever done received really well. It was just part of a weekend that was hugely successful. A lot of people are saying best Red Rock show the band ever played. You know, we, we made some changes to our Red Rocks run up. We did one less Ogden show. We did a nice, huge sound check at Red Rocks. And um, we've d- done some other things like having the set list kind of talked about in a different way. And... It really showed on on stage at Red Rocks. It felt comfortable up there and nothing went wrong. It was all about focusing on playing the best possible way you can, the best energy, the best music, the best notes. It's always a good thing to choose as good notes. And I think Red Rocks like Red Rocks kind of hits you with some weird stuff, some wind and some weird lights and strange stone everywhere and people are looking at you strange and it really it really takes you to another world. So we're going to get into Red Rocks maybe episode 
eight, we're going to do a wrap up, maybe episode nine, something like that. So coming up in the near future, we're going to get into the Red Rocks post show. We're going to listen to some of those Colorado shows that the Biscuits just played and talk about those jams. But today we're talking about myself and Mike Greenfield playing together. We're going to do it again at Disc Jam. I'm stepping in for Lotus and uh, I'm practicing for it. We're going to be good. I'm telling you, we are going to kill that show. I'm going to be crushing the Lotus songs. And I think y'all are going to enjoy listening to that. It is really amazing that the music, you know, Lotus jams and biscuit jams and like we kind of have a real similar take on what's cool and what's funky so it's it's easy for me to slip in and out of that situation and so as far as Dischamp goes they were very kind to us they have given us the opportunity at this very late point in time to do a VIP package giveaway for you guys so we gave away some tickets to Red Rocks and huge success Loved it. Super fun. And now we're going to do the same thing to Disc Jam because that's what this podcast is about. This is just a way for you guys to get free tickets from me. And that's awesome, right? I love it. So these are VIP package tickets. This has like, uh, there's a VIP piano bar that Magner's playing at, Ben Carey from Pigeons, uh, Ryan Dempsey from Twiddle. There's a... um, VIP merch package where you get these pins and some exclusive shirts and stuff like that. There's a camping area for the VIPs. I think they have their own bathrooms is usually how you sell that, right? When you're at the festival. Here's it. Give us an extra $100 and you can use this bathroom. It's basically worth it. Every penny. There's a beer garden. There's some tent options. There's uh, showers, I think. I don't know why you would need showers at this jam, but some people, you know, I'm really into showering all the time. So we don't really have too many. It's pretty close to Disc Jam at this point. I apologize for that. We just, you know, we, we're working on our scheduling and timing here at Touchdowns All Day. And it's, it's a work in progress. But we're going to do a little contest here. And if this contest is ridiculous, just skip it. You know what I mean? Somebody is going to do it. And that person's going to get a VIP package for free. To this jam. That's it. If, if you listen to this contest and you're like, that's absurd. Why the fuck would I do that? Then cool. Cool, man. Skip it. And then somebody else is going to be like, yeah, I got a couple minutes on hand. I'm going to do this. And then that may be the only person to do it. And that person will win the VIP package because it'd be the only person. Maybe two or three people. So the deal is, you know, Tony from this jam asked me, hey, uh, you know, I would like you to give away a VIP package to the person who has to travel the furthest to get to Disc Jam for the show. And two or three weeks ago when he said that, that was super right on the nose because somebody who had to travel a long way, you know, they could make plans. But now it's like we're in the hot seat. We're a couple days away from the show. The show is this weekend. So June 789, Steventown, New York. And... You know, if you want to prove to us that you are far from Disc Jam and you want to win the VIP package, I think there's a way to do it. I think you go take a selfie next to a street sign where you live and then drop a pin that, that where that is because, you know, street signs aren't really the greatest unique way to do it. And we can't just have you drop a pin because, you know, motherfuckers are going to be dropping pins in Madagascar and being like, see, that's where I am in Madagascar and I'm getting on a boat to get to this jam. You know, it's, that's not going to be real. So we need a combo of the two. You got to drop the pin, photo of you next to the street sign and hashtag touchdowns all day or we can't find you. You got to hashtag touchdowns all day so we know you did it. And then we'll pick the person who's furthest away. And we will give you this VIP package, which could be worth something like $60,000 if you really think about it, you know, but probably a couple hundred dollar value in some sense. So very cool, very cool situation. Um, I hope somebody travels real far to Disc Jam, enjoys the festival, gets free VIP treatment on the Touchdowns All Day podcast. Again, if you think it's absurd to drop a pin and have to take a selfie, skip this one. 
Someone will do it, and that person will get a free VIP package, and that's dope with me. I only need one person to do it, frankly. But we had a ton of responses to the last one, and honestly, it's more work for us to have to look through hundreds of responses and figure out who to give the thing to and run like the random number generator and the whole thing. It's easier if just one person does it. So we're going to make the contest more and more complicated just so, hey, only one person does it. We'll be like, oh, that person did all that shit? Oh, great. Here you go. Here's your free stuff. You know what I mean? It's just, if it's so easy that everybody can do it, it's just too much work on our end on the other side. And We're trying to, like, you know, we're trying to make this thing efficient. We're trying to, you know, make this thing fast like a Ferrari. And we're uh, we're getting closer. So some good news for this week. Let's move on. The good news is we have a sponsor or two, and that is really dope. And they're great sponsors. They're more just like things that I would normally talk about. I mean, our first sponsor ever, and honestly, the most on-message sponsor possible is Nugs.net, the destination for live music on demand, right? So they have all the bands and concert recordings. I, I honestly feel like people... Use Nugs.net like you would use Netflix, but for bands that play live, right? You just join and you go on there whenever you want to listen to live music and you pop, pick your favorite band. I put the Disco Biscuits on favorite, probably because I'm in the band. Maybe one of the few, you know, you might favorite the Biscuits for your own reason, but that's why I do. And the other reason is if you type the Disco Biscuits, you get the Disco Biscuits. But if you just type Disco Biscuits and leave off the the, you don't get the Disco Biscuits. And that to me always pisses me off because I always type Disco Biscuits. So I just favorited the Disco Biscuits on there. It's really, you know, the band's fault for insisting that this the follow us around for our entire career. I don't quite understand it, but we do that for some strange reason. And hey, Make Disco Biscuits a favorite. Get the Nugs.net app. An interesting thing that I learned about the Nugs.net app is that um, somebody made a greatest of all time Cyclone playlist. It has these features that you find on Apple Music, Spotify, stuff like that, where you can make playlists and you can share them with your friends and you can share them on Twitter. You can share them all over the place. And... These playlists are of music that you normally rock out to. Like, you can make a playlist of best Iman jams of all time. You can make a playlist of best Mike Greenfield sit-ins of all time, best Tommy Hamilton sit-ins. You can make a... Uh, there's an O'Teal Burridge sit-in somewhere back there. You, you can make these playlists um, all day long on the Nugs app, and that is super sweet. And I haven't even seen a, another way to do that. Maybe there is, but... You really got to join Nugs.net to have that kind of fun. So this is what we want you to do. Nugs is going to offer everybody a 35% discount on the annual subscription, which is a huge discount. And we want you to do it through the Touchdowns All Day podcast so they become a good, solid, full-time sponsor of the program. So if you want to support the Touchdowns All Day podcast and you want to listen to dope live music on demand with great features, you go to Nugs.net slash touchdowns. And you sign up today. Get the year-long subscription. Maybe give the gift of live music to a friend. You know, does your dad not understand live music? Does your, you know, your does your little brother have terrible taste in music? Or your little sister have terrible taste in music? Get him a subscription to nugs.net slash touchdowns. Sign up today, 35% off. Uh, this deal is not going to last that long. I think it's going to be up for a month or so, and then they go back to normal pricing. So do yourself a favor and get that while it's the getting is good. And thank you to Nugs.net for sponsoring the Touchdowns All Day program. Our second sponsor of the day is Max Platt Consulting. A company is called ConcentrateOnCannabis.com. And this is a really interesting company. If... If I was going to build a music studio in my house, right, or in an office building or as a company on the main street, right, 
I would hire people who build music studios to tell me what to buy, what works, what doesn't work, how people are going to correctly work for the music studio, what software to get, how to do everything that you possibly want to do for a music studio. You wouldn't just open a music studio and be like, okay, let's try it now because you'd buy all this, you'd spend all this money incorrectly, you would learn in a little while. And so Max Platt has set up this cannabis consulting company where they guide companies in the establishment of these production facilities in extraction proficiency and how to market, how to train your staff, how to be a safe environment, how to make the cleanest products on the shelf, how to get your compliance, how to get your product variety. You know, if you want to realize the highest standards of success in the marijuana and hemp industries, you call Max and Max will teach you everything that he's learned from years and years and years in the cannabis business. His Instagram is max.swell.minds and that's minds like M-I-N-E-S and he is going to, uh, he'll contact you, direct message him or whatever and he can help you set up your marijuana business and honestly there's people setting up marijuana businesses all over the country right now, which is so dope. And it is, you know, the the it's similar to me as setting up a studio or something like that. Like you could just you could set up a studio and you could just blow forty grand on something totally stupid. I've done it before because I've set up a few studios. And yeah, you can put forty grand into a hole in the ground and set it on fire. <laughs> I've done it a few times. Um, you need people who can help you avoid that. You know, and and also, I do that with with what I wear. Honestly, I mean, I shop with Lily. The reason I shop with Lily is because, God forbid, I could, you know, know if these jeans, my butt looks good in these jeans. You know what I mean? You need somebody to tell you how those jeans look on your butt. It's just a valid, real thing about life. This is very real about life. So today we're going to do some Twitter questions. We have uh, a couple, we'll probably do a couple every couple of days, every couple episodes, because there's a lot of people just, you know, tweeting at touchdowns all day, and they all have great, great questions. So let's start with uh, Mr. Demeter. So it's at Mr. Demeter Geo, and he says, uh, Barbara Shreds, two strats at Red Rocks. Meanwhile, Gibbs is on stage, like, what do you want from me? And he's got the picture from Goodfellas of the of uh, the the guy on the boat with the two dogs, one facing east, one. He's like, "What do you want from me?" Remember that scene in Goodfellas with the guy with the white beard? He's at his mother's house, and she's like, "Look at that one dog going this way, and the one dog going that way." And what? you know, and they tell the joke about uh, the woman at the wedding, and the she's always talking, and they ask the guy, you know. And he's like, what? And she's like, shut up. You're always talking. And the joke never really, it never really peaked for me. But the question is really like, why, what does the Gibson have to do to get played on Red Rocks at the stage? And, you know, I got to listen to these Stratocasters because they're new for me. And so one of the things that I don't understand quite is what you guys hear in the Gibson and what I hear on stage in the field between the Gibson and the two Strats. So, it, for instance, I bet you, you guys in the crowd are better than me at picking out what guitar I'm playing at any point in time. I figure, like, you could play some biscuits for me and say, what guitar are you playing? And I probably would get it wrong. I mean, you obviously are going to guess money bags most of the time, but I mean, I'd probably get it right, but you know what I'm saying. I got to really listen to see what this difference is. To me, I kind of play the Gibson when I just feel old school. That's the that's the when the Gibson gets played. When I'm like, you know, maybe we're playing Hope or we're playing like an old hot air balloon song or something. And I'm just feeling old school. Well, I'll just pick up the Gibson and jam it. Or if I want to get like old school down and dirty at the beginning of the second set, I'll pick up the Gibson to start the second set because I'm, I'm going to go into that like kind of house dog world of like real kind of jazzy techno uh, the world of kind of jazzy techno and yeah 
I, I don't know why I, I really like playing the white Stratocaster. Love it. Love playing the white Stratocaster. So it's getting a lot of work. I think I, I think I called it Elvis at one point over the weekend. I don't know if that's the name for it, but Blondie, I think they call it. Blondie sounds like a white brownie to me. It just sounds like maybe that works for biscuits. Though, now that I think about it. All right, so here's another one. This is from Dan K. Dank Clo. D A N K K K L O. She says, peaked and intrigued. Barbara shreds, touched on all day. I'm going to need a nice and proper explain the chain. You've rocked it nice and um, you caught my eye. Pop a wardrobe intel, gangster. So. I guess she likes the chain and there's a couple of these about the chain. I don't, I don't know why fashion for my particular job, I don't know why fashion is such a thing. Yeah. I feel like what's more important than what I play is what I wear. I feel like a little bit maybe on discussion level, obviously you got to play good. Like you can't just play terrible, but for some reason, the chain, the pants, like this stuff matters to y'all. I don't mind that. Uh, I'll kind, of, I'll try and keep it interesting if I can. Hopefully, I can hire someone to do that for me. So Michael Cerrito says, "There's no such thing as too much soaring guitar." That's at Cerritis. S what kind of C I R I T I? I don't even know what that is, dude. Um. Yeah, there is no such thing as too much soaring guitar, but there's other people in the band, and uh, the the soaring guitar is one texture that the biscuits do, which is the way I think about it. Like when you have a fully overdriven guitar and you're sitting on top doing the job of melodies and maybe leading the explorations, you put the other guys in a role where they have to be responsible on some level. Like you, you, if you're going to do soaring guitar without the rhythmic and harmonic backing, it's just going to be boring guitar. You need the harmonies to be changing. You need the rhythms to be, uh, to make sense for what the guitar is doing, like kind of doubling the rhythms when it's more energy and halving the rhythms when it gets less energy. So sometimes you can tire the band out and you hear this on every jam band. You can hear when the guitar player has hit too much soaring guitar and the band gets tired and the harmonic value of what the other guys are doing goes into the toilet and the rhythmic value. And it's just, you know, it's just the way that a, an improv band works is people want to go into those other textures. People want to go to these other places and they might want to go them go to them immediately. So you never know how much you can put down on the band. I'm glad you're enjoying listening to it, Michael. I enjoy playing it. But there is the, the you know, one of the great things about being in the Biscuits is we can go a ton of different places and we can go there all the time. So we, you know, we got to flex that muscle. Okay, so one more. Uh, Tay C to B. Fuck yeah, Barbara Shreds. Thank for a supremely stellar run on your next podcast. Can you talk about all your different guitars? Tadpots, touchdowns all day. Yeah, so, you know, there's the two strats, Elvis, Moneybags, and then there's the Gibson. And then, um, you know, there's a couple of the Beckers, which have are around. I haven't played too many of them recently, but uh, I play them backstage all the time. I think the amps kind of set up for the strats and the Gibson has its own little channel. I think if all the guitars faded away, the Gibson would be the one that I would keep. And I think the strats are just on a hot run right now. And they're both a little different and I like them both, but really the most important of the, uh, I think that to me, they all kind of represent different things at the same time. Like the Gibson represents a more old school vibe and sometimes like really jazzy West Montgomery dirty type of bisco techno, like applying those kind of jazz lessons to techno, which was what I did a lot of that in the early years of the band. And Moneybags is just kind of raw, playable guitar that I just think fits everything. Um, and then El when I pull out the Elvis guitar, I just feel like, you know, that guitar does 
funk so well. It just, I could play chords and funkiness and I just feel like if I just want to play funky, really great, feel good stuff that has a little bite to it, Elvis is perfect for that. So those are the different guitars that I'm playing nowadays. Um, thanks for asking that, Tacy to be. The next question is from Nicholas Comiati. N. Comiati. He says, hey, Disco Biscuits, Barber Shreds, Brownstein, Magner. That was the best Red Rock show you guys ever played. Still have a post-glow 14 hours later. Uh, that's not a question, but I do agree with you. All right, so next one, Maria Presker. Ocelot, Ocelittle. Okay, very, very catchy. All I want to be as proud of as anything is Barber Shreds. Is, I didn't read this one. All I want is to be... As proud of anything as Barbara Shreds is about his theme song for Touchdowns All Day. Wow. Perfect timing, Maria. We're going to drop the theme song, folks. Welcome to episode six. This theme song, similar to Fire Alarm, makes people run out of the room. But we still got it. It's still here. I don't know how it's made it this far. I don't know how we've all made it this far. But welcome to episode six, Touchdowns All Day. Let's go. Folks, episode six, Touchdowns All Day. Use the podcast, Touchdowns All Day. Be on Twitter. Talk to us. Tell us what you want. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you hear. Let's chat about it. Today on the big show, we're going to do a uh, post office song, a space taxi song, and a song called Rocket Science. These are three songs that we put in with a band called Kick Rocks. Which was really the brainchild of Justin Berger, a manager in the music business from Philadelphia. Uh, Justin's been in the scene for a long time now, and he's done a lot of great things. And one of the cool things that he did was put together this kick rocks band that I was lucky to be a part of. Mike Greenfield is in this band on drums, of course, because this is the Mike Greenfield show. Also on this band was Clay Parnell on bass and Brian Marcella on keyboards. Brian Marcella is an incredibly accomplished jazz piano player who does amazing things on the regular. You guys should look him up. And everyone knows who Clay Parnell is. He is one of the great bass players in our scene. And I've played with Clay many, many times. And he's a very unique and amazing guy. So they're literally mowing the lawn right now. Um, Fuck it. All right, so... um, if they are mowing the lawn here, I have to cut this because I got to go to the airport. So they're going to mow the lawn in the background. Don't hate me. So, anyways, Justin Berger put this band together, and uh, and it was a kind of a cool idea and a cool concept. And we played a couple shows, and we did a run up to Disc Jam in 2013, and it had a bunch of songs I was writing at the time. Uh, one of which is uh, this song called. I think the fans refer to it as Postal, but it's called Post Office. And uh, here we go. Let's get into it right now. Here it is. Thank you. 
classic Greenfield techno beat right here, actually. So let's start there. This is a beat where Greeny's dropping the four on the floor on the kick, and he's playing the hat with it. But you also hear the ride over there. So Greeny's doing like a double cymbal thing, which a lot of guys do it in in these moments of excitement where it's like ding, 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 double cymbals. But Greeny actually drops it down as the beat itself. I just like that texture. I think Mike has his... his there he goes. He, he works the texture very beautifully. Fire from Kick Rocks. 
band that never rehearsed, never practiced, never did anything together except sit down and play this show and two others. And wow, really great chemistry between the whole band. I mean, there was a point where Clay grabbed that little high chord, that little high downward riff, and I was on the high note, and there was just a feeling in that combination there that we could have looped that for another hour. I mean, we could have looped that, brought, you know, Casey Musgraves on stage and did like a disco country song or something. That was wild. Really great. Brian Marsalid mixed right in with techno jam rock. It's like he's been doing it his whole life. Just playing super tight and super fast and getting it. I think maybe Brian and I had like one conversation about what ha- what what like the vibe is, where he was asking me a couple questions. Listen to this heat. Pretty great stuff. This is at the Blockley in Philadelphia, which was on it's on Penn's campus on 38th or 40th. And then this is a song that I wrote at the post office, which is why it's called Post Office. And I don't even know if I've ever heard this song. I mean, I remember writing it, but uh and I made a little voice memo of it. And I think it made it into the Bad Post movie at one point. But I don't think I've ever heard Kick Rocks' version of it. It never really sang right for me. Kind of channeling Prince and Axl Rose at the same time, I guess, is what that is. You know, it's hard to put songs in. You know, it's easy to put songs in with the Biscuits because we've done it so many times. And we know, everybody knows what to do. But with a band like Kick Rocks, there's so many nuances on playing together that really can only be figured out when guys talk to each other and ask each other questions, even dumb questions, and get into stuff. Um, I don't think, I think we, it sounds to me like we talked through 
the jamming a little bit and got there. You know, guys in the band all super talented. Don't have to talk too much to, to play good music together. Everybody can hear really well, which is the big trick. Um, but, you know, when you're doing originals, like you got to play that song 50 times as a band, at least over a course of three days to get a vibe down and to get all the parts. It sounds to me like I'm trying to sing something that I don't even know what I'm trying to sing. I probably don't know the words that great. And I'm trying to play a guitar line and look at all the band members and keep everybody like a focus with everybody. So if they have a kind of a eyeball verbal question, I can give them an eyeball verbal answer. I don't know how many of you have been in a band before, but being able to look at someone and answer a question that they're asking when they're looking at you is a huge feature in uh, in successful bands, I feel like. The eyeball answer to the eyeball question when there's no words exchanged. All right, so this song is called Rocket Science. And similarly... Uh, actually, we did talk about this song on an earlier episode of the podcast. Uh, this is from the Rocks Off Boat Cruise in New York City. So we're on a boat driving around Manhattan right now. And it was a good crowd. And a lot of people were getting down. And this is... Uh... Here we go. This is my personal favorite of the song right here. Just love this little section. I don't know why this chord progression exists. I don't I can't believe nobody's ever used this chord progression before. I think I just got lucky and, and found a chord progression that just makes you happy and you can just play it over and over again. It doesn't even need anything else really. So if you're in your 
you know, where are you right now? Are you in a? Are you are you staring at a little glass marble in some barn in Colorado right now, spinning a little marble around? Did you get up? Did you put the marble down? Did you get up and dance during that part? Did you do that? Uh, you might have. If you did, you should take a picture, pin it, and I'll send you some tickets to Dish Jam. Um, this, you know, this song is an interesting song because when you. When I like working on the computer, this is the kind of song that you can kind of make all day long. But you're looking for something like this that has like a a super fun feel to it, and this one has that. So I think this song is going to go further than than this. Uh, but the band's playing it great. We probably spent an hour on it. So these guys are super pros. I mean, they're making it sound like a real song. Let's see if we go into a jam here.
How is Greenfield not playing to a click? I have no idea. How is he that good? No matter what crazy, absolutely insane stuff the rest of us are doing. I think Clay has a lot to do with that. Clay is really locked with Mike this whole jam. Even though Clay is in some exploratory world, he stays, he keeps Mike locked. And then Mike, like we were talking about earlier, there's certain responsibilities when people are doing different things. And Mike has this responsibility to hold it down while the rest of us are high flying. But you hear Mike doing all this stuff on the hi-hat in the middle of the techno jam that's kind of doubling certain notes that I'm playing. So he's kind of accenting what I'm doing. And I think he can do that because Clay is sticking the rest of Mike's beat with emphasis. And you hear that myself and Brian, you know, we're looping around. Brian comes in with the descending lick and I just bail and chase him down the descending pathway. And we end up here. And the drums have supported all these insane decisions most beautifully. I really appreciate the quality of musicianship in this band. It's a lot of fun. I really should get these guys out to the Oasis Pond studio because this is uh, really good stuff. And it's fun to hear these old songs. It's really great that we have recordings of all this stuff. Uh, I got to thank Rich Steele for putting all this together. So next up on the docket, again, we have another song that I wrote a couple years ago that, you know, just we played it with Kick Rocks a couple times. I thought this song was super addictive. I used to sing it to myself all the time. I was living in New York City at the time. I was constantly waiting for taxis and I was just sitting there singing the song every day. So we whipped it up. song is called Space Taxi.
This song has one of those uh, multi-part situations where there's a bunch of parts, this part being the main one, and this happens all the time, where you end up with this multi-part song, and the parts kind of go together, but they don't make a song, and they don't really go together, frankly. In this, in this song, they don't really go together at all, but you get every variation. I don't know how this band with literally no rehearsal is playing all this stuff. I don't that's what I don't understand is when did we learn all these changes? Cause listen to this. We're doing breaks, we're doing all this stuff together. I don't know how we're doing this. We must be miming it to each other. So you get you run in these situations where you work on stuff and you end up with this song where you like all the parts, but together, you know, you you sing it together and you almost convince yourself that it's right. But really, the best thing to do for a song like this is cut it up into three pieces and make three separate things out of it and see what comes out of that. And I'm going to try and prove that with this particular song, or at least test that hypothesis here. We're going to take Space Taxi and we're going to cut it into pieces and we're going to see what happens. Um, The other parts are cool. I was thinking about putting the second part before the first and the third part before the second and doing that whole like New York City shut where's the rubber ball hat shuffle thing. And you know what? Nah. Let's cut it up. This part's cool. Other part's cool. Third part is almost cool. We'll do, we'll have some fun with this one. So good to hear that though. It's been it's been a long time since I heard this song. All right, folks. That is episode six. I got to go to the airport. I'm really late. Um. I'm going to run out the door with... I'm just going to fly with nothing and wear the same clothes all weekend and be completely unshowered at the Jambay's 20th anniversary birthday party, which I feel like being in the same outfit and unshowered at a 20th anniversary party is pretty accurate to the way that we were 20 years ago. So I feel like I'm the one who's staying true in that situation. And all these well-showered, newly outfitted people, they're just custies. You know what I mean? So I'd like to say thank you to nugs.net. Remember, folks, there's a 35% off the annual subscription deal right now with nugs.net. Go join the team. Nugs.net slash touchdowns. It is the destination for live music on demand. You can make the Goat Cyclone playlist if you wish. You can have so much fun on that site. You know, your younger siblings, you gotta, older siblings gotta help your younger siblings out. My brother used to give me records. This is the equivalent of giving him records. Get everybody on the app. Let's have some fun. I'm really excited to have them as a as a sponsor to the Touchdowns Only podcast. And uh, obviously we've been on Nugs since the very beginning. And it's, it's just super cool to see what they've built there. And they stay true. They stay true to their mission. And their mission is for live music on demand. I think they have like, you know, 
like some absurd amount of concert recordings on there, like 15,000 concert recordings. You can't, I don't know. When I was a kid, we had to like mail some random guy in, in Italy to send us a live concert recording. It was impossible to get a live concert recording when I was 20 years old. It's a real, Nugs on Edge doing a real service for society. And I also want to say thank you to ConcentrateOnCannabis.com. Max Platt's Consulting. Uh, his Instagram is max.swell.minds. That's M-I-N-E-S. And if you are starting a marijuana hemp industry company right now, no matter what the company is, you should call Max and see if he can help you do it better, more successfully, more efficiently. Trust me, when you make some of these businesses, you want to have some expert advice. And Max has been in the business for many years. He knows this stuff inside and out. So I'll thank you both for sponsoring the podcast. We are very happy. And I also want to say thank you, as always, to Rich Steele, Crunk Mike, and the Osiris Podcast Network. Things are looking great for touchdowns all day. And we are very happy to be doing this. And I think that people are doing their part. People are listening. They're subscribing. Thank you to everyone. The response has been really overwhelming. And it's a pleasure to be able to broadcast to you today. I got to run to the airport. So on behalf of the Touchdowns All Day team, see you at the next episode. We're mass communicating. We're mass communicating.